0: Isn't God great? He is good. So God is good. Y'all can say it. God is good. And all the time. And he is. And I am so thankful for this pulpit swap. Because a day like today, I really appreciate it. I pray for uh, Skyland Latino because, you know, we're we're not too fond of the cold, but I like it. I like it. But I pray for Miguel and for our, our Latino congregation. I mean, th- things have been going on in that side of the chapel that has been just amazing. God is just doing amazing things. We, we're welcoming new families and, um, you know, the chapel... Stays full for the most part, you know. I mean, especially when there's food involved. You know, when there's food involved, I mean, you'll catch me if you offer me a free meal. We're we're good with that. So, I'm just excited to be here today. Uh, and and I was praying this week. Actually, I was praying when when I. I, we we kind of put the date down for the pulpit swap and 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 all that and every time that I I have the opportunity to come to this sanctuary, I'm always asking the Holy Spirit to give me a word that that we need to hear. You know, I just don't want to ramble on and, and talking gibberish. I wanna I wanna speak what God speaks in my heart that I that 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 He will lead me into. What the church needs to hear. I want to share from from the Lord. I want to share from the book of Mark, chapter 2, verses 23 through 27. Y'all can remain seated. Stay warm. It's okay. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV version because it's it's a simple English, and the simpler for me, the better. So here's what the Word of God says. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain field, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, Have you never read that what David did When he and his companions were hungry and in need, in the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. And I thank you, Father, because it's a light of our feet. Father, I just praise you, Father, for what you will speak to us tonight, today. And I ask, Father, that this word will resonate in our lives and that we can take this word and and be obedient to it, Lord. I pray, Father, that what you will teach us, Father, that we will learn it and we will put it to good practice. Be with us, Holy Spirit. We give it all to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You know, one of the most controversial topics that has, in, that one of the of, of controversial, there's so many controversies going on in the world today, especially if you have social media, especially if you have TikTok University on your phone. It used to be when, you know, when social media started, it used to be where we would reconnect with old friends. You know, I found friends that I hadn't seen in 30 plus years and we reconnected and yay! I didn't want social media at all. You'll read that in the Skyrider. So, but when when we started with the social media with Facebook and all this other stuff was to reconnect and to also to network with other people, other churches, other, you know, stuff like that. Then it got too crazy. Then you would hear arguments that are being recorded, stuff that happens in university, stuff that happens at work, in school, you know, and these are all topics of controversies that take place, and it's just these arguments, and then you scroll up, it's another argument, then you'll scroll up, it's an ad, and you scroll up, it's another argument. You don't know what you're gonna get from one moment to the next. But one, of, the, one of, of these, I remember one of the controversial topics that has been spoken to me, and we've had these conversations, was about the topic of Sabbath, of the day of rest you know, questions like, hey, is it still important? Hey, is, does that apply in the New Testament? Hey, why do Christian worship on Sundays instead of Saturdays? Hey, and so on and so forth, those types of conversation. And then you one starts to, to, to dig in and, and see how do we observe Sabbath. Now, As you know, the SPPR at times they will sit with us and they'll evaluate us and, uh, and all that good stuff. And with me, it, it's usually the same, it goes the same direction. I get told this, Jose, we are so thankful for you because you know you are a hard worker, but we're worried about you because you are a hard worker. We love you because you do a lot, but we worry about you because you do too much. And, and at first it was like, huh? well, what, 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 what does that mean, you know? But then I understood what exactly I was being told and I took it at heart. See, one of the things about me that you may or may not know is that I am a workaholic i 'm always working i 'm always on the go. I get up I wake up at five in the morning every single morning i 'm on the road before the sun before the sun rises and i don 't go to bed until ten eleven o 'clock at night because i 'm doing so many things it 's work, work, work here, work there and, and I would find myself either connected doing research for, for, for a sermon, or doing research, or, or, or searching some Bible study, or I'm also doing some research in my own line of work as an interpreter to see, depending on what field I'm going to be targeting, what's the lingo, especially as as a medical certified interpreter when i get an assignment you know i have to search and see what specialist i'm going to be interpreting for and get and get the jargon ready for that terminology you know and i'm and i'm constantly and i'm constantly working and i'm always and one of the things that i find myself that i had to that i that i had to improve which i have by the way is if i'm not careful and i'm always connected Searching something for someone else, I disconnect from everything else. Every time I'm connected and I'm so connected with work, I disconnect from everything else. And I learned on what I consider and believe some good practices when it comes to what we know as a moment of sabbatical. Now when we hear about the day of rest or the, or, or the time of sabbatical, we tend to, we tend to think on how, do we, how is it the proper way of doing it. Now before sharing some practices that I've learned, I had to understand three things that I learned what are the principles of the Sabbath, what is the purpose, and also I learned of five practices that that I learned for myself that I put it to good use. Because let me tell you, all Pastor Jose is not Superman. He had to learn the hard way, and I'll be sharing that in a minute. So I'm going to share the principles, the purpose, and the practice. And I pray that this um, speaks to you today. Now, When it comes to principles, why, why is it so, what's what's the principle of the day of rest? See, the Bible says, remember the Sabbath, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And then this says, and and this is Exodus chapter 20, verse 9 says, six days you shall labor and do all your work. And then verse 10 says, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord, your God, on it you shall not do any work. I'm going to stop right there. Sometimes we confuse these things because sometimes there are people that think that the day of rest is every single day. Now, the Bible is not creating lazy people. But it is given importance of the balance of the Sabbath. But Paul said, if we don't work, we don't eat. We, we, were dis- we have to work. We need to work so we, can, so we can be provided with the things that we need to live day by day. We are allowed to work six days, but we have to have that day of rest. Now, I say it again. The day of rest is not Monday through Saturday and then you work one day. We, we're allowed to work six days and then rest on the seventh. So we need to work. We work six days. It's okay. And then we rest one. When you look at, when you read and you study about the creation, you see that God took six days and he created the heaven and earth and then he rested on the seventh. He rested on the seventh not because he was tired. He's God. But because of the importance, because of the fact that he said, and it was good. So he enjoyed his, his creation. Right? Especially you guys. I bet you God enjoys you all the most. Now, the purpose of this, the Bible says that it says each morning everyone gathered as much as they needed, and and when the sun grew hot, melted away. It says, on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much. So one of the things that one of the things that speaks to me on this, on, this, on this part of Exodus is the question on, and I'm going to, before I say this, I'm just going to give you a little bit of content. I'm going to talk about my Latino, my Latino families. The Latino families, and I shared this this morning, as you know, the vast majority... Move from their countries, they relocate to this beautiful nation of the United States. They do not relocate to the United States to, to, to find a church. They don't relocate the majority of to the United States to, to do ministry, the majority. The reason why the vast majority of my Latino families come to the U.S. is to find a better living situation, things in their countries are not that easy, not easy at all. Matter of fact, when I've had the opportunity to to, uh, interpret in, in, in the immigration for families and they were asked, if we deny your request and we send you back to your country, would you survive? And I remember one lady said, if you send me back to my country, you sentence me to death. That was hard to hear. That was very hard to hear. If you send me back to my country, you sentence me to death. I've had the opportunity to visit a lot of these families, especially when they first relocated here. Do you know that in the beginning when they're here, these are people that they meet here and they support each other and they share one apartment, multiple families. Let me tell you, I needed to learn how to organize myself when I saw this. You go into one apartment, and it's a small apartment, and they have lines going from one wall to the next, and they have curtains. This space right here is my family's, that space over there is yours. That other space right there is another family, and they all chip in in, in the rent so they can have enough money so they can send to their families. You look at their refrigerator, everything is labeled with names. It's so well-organized, I get embarrassed to open my own fridge. It's, 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 I'm like, wow! Because of the need that they have. We face with these families, the reason why our attendance could be inconsistent is because they have to work some Sundays. Probably two Sundays a month. And then the other two Sundays, they come. And then probably once a month, everybody's off. Let's go to church. And the chapel is full. We face that every single day. I have one family that they've been caught up with working every single day that they've been missing church. They see it online and, 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 and they're okay with that but they're missing out on the fellowship. And my question to them was, do you trust God well enough that you can make a choice and say, my Sunday mornings are non-negotiable because I want to dedicate that hour and a half to go to the house of the Lord and give him all my praise and fellowship, my, my brothers and sisters, and God will provide. See, many times we depend so much on our own strength that we forget who provides for our needs. And I challenged them with this. To the point where some of these would repeat what they've heard me say all along. And I've shared with them that Sundays are non-negotiable. You can work me to death from Monday through Saturday, but Sundays are non-negotiable. Sundays is for me to go to the house of the Lord, that even though I worship the Lord in time and out of time, Sundays is for me to go to the house with my brothers and sisters to bring praise to our Heavenly Father. And I challenged him with that. That's how I view this nowadays. And I see this a lot. Many of us, we work nonstop because we need the money to get by. But then the question is, how well do I trust the Lord that I know that he will provide my needs? If I am faithful in the little, he will put me in a lot. Now. With all that said, I learned six—I uh, six, learned five practices about this meaning of rest. What do I do? And why did I have to learn all of this? I learned it on a Bible study that I saw online, and I want to share this with you. The first practice of the day of rest is to relax. Relax, relax. One thing that I learned about me is that although I thought that I was Superman, I am not a machine. We are not a machine. Our bodies need to relax, we need to rest. Some people are looking at me like, you don't even know what you're talking about relaxation is very important because our body needs it. And I'm gonna share why in a minute. Number two, first we had relax. Number two, we need to reflect. Reflect. Reflect on what? I reflect on my life. I reflect on where am I at this moment? How can I improve? how can what what kind of goals do i want to set for myself long term and short term meditate on these things not that i'm going to work on it and say, wait a minute, I got an idea. Let me go to the computer and do some research. No, I'm just meditating on it. I want to set these goals. I want to set these, these plans. We, I talk it over with Angie. She might disagree with me because, you know, that's part of life. But, you know, we, we, we reflect, we set, we, 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 we look forward to, to, to a brighter future. What's going to happen in the next five years? We have these conversations, and we're just having that. We are reflecting on that. So we have relax, and we have reflect. Number three, reconnect. Remember earlier when I said that I was always connected? If I'm always connected in work, I'm disconnected with everything else. This time, it's the, it has to be the opposite. We reconnect with God, and we disconnect with everything else. Reconnect with God. How does that look like? Well, for me, this is just me. You guys can take you guys can take this and roll with it, or you can find your own way. When it's time to reconnect, when I'm reconnecting with God, this is my every Saturday morning. I'm I'm always I always wake up early. I say, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep in. My family gets mad at me because to me, sleeping in is seven o'clock in the morning. That's I'm I'm good. You know, these guys are sleepers, you know. I'm I'm taking advantage that they are sleeping and that the house is quiet, and I go to my office and I put some praise music. I'm reading, I'm listening to God's word, not to what I'm gonna teach, what it is gonna speak to me. And every morning when I wake up at at, at wee's Hours of the Morning, my first part of the day is that time of devotion. I'm not just getting ready, and getting coughing ready, running out the house. I have to have that time with the Lord. If I don't, I'm a mess. So for me, which Saturdays is normally the day that I'm just relaxing and doing all these great things, unless Margie puts me to work and some stuff, you know, I'm just relaxing. I'm just enjoying. I am listening to God. I am worshiping God. This is my time to just reconnect with God and forget about everything else. I don't think about what's going on and anything. I am just focusing on my attention with the Lord. So we relax, we reflect, and we reconnect. Number four. We relate to other people, family and friends. For example, like I said earlier, Saturdays is my day to relax. This is my day to, to just unwind and just, and just have, a meet, have some me time. But one thing that I like to do, that I love to do, is to have people over for dinner on occasions. You know, we sit down and we, we, we fellowship, and most importantly, we you know, and, uh, and I love Angie because she'll say it straight when she serves the plate. You might not find vegetables in our plate because, you know, we don't eat it. <laughs> it's too healthy for us, but we have plenty of water. And then a big flan to, for dessert, you know. So, and we love to have that time of fellowship to relay. We talk about just us. We, we fellowship. We have that moment. But we don't do that every weekend. Every weekend, it's about relating with the kids, enjoying the grandbaby now. You know? I mean, he is just too much. I hadn't realized how, easy I'm, how easily tired I get with this little six-month-old. It's just insane. So we have, we relax, we reflect, we reconnect, and we relate. And fifth, we rejoice. We rejoice. Take time to think on what God has done in my life. Take time to reflect on every single thing that God has done for us. You know, sometimes I create this mental movie of my own life and I remember where God took me out of and where God has me now, and I rejoice. You know, I I moved to Georgia from Puerto Rico in 2001. I'm on year 23. I was 29 years old. My hair was black. I had a flat stomach. I had had a neck. (laughs) All that is gone, (laughs) y'all. No, no, we're not, we're, not, we're not claiming that right now. So, but I rejoice on everything that God has given me, you know. I mean, he's blessed me with a beautiful family. He's blessed me with a gorgeous wife. He's blessed me with, some, um, with four amazing children. He's, ama- he's blessed me with an amazing church family. He's blessed me with ministry, with work. I mean, I just love the life that I'm living right now. Because God gave, not because I'm Jose and I deserve it, it's because he is good. And here I am. It hadn't been easy all these times, but God in his grace saw my worst moments and took me out of them and puts me where I'm at right now. Now, I'm not saying that tomorrow might not be a struggle because it can be. But the fact remains that as long as Christ is in my corner, I will continue to rejoice. I will continue to reconnect. I will continue to reflect. I will continue to relax because I give it all to the Lord. I trust God well enough to know that even in my darkest moments, his light shines in my life. Amen? We're going to close this out. I'm going to ask, the, I'm gonna ask uh, the praise team to come up or or Austin, or however y'all have it planned. That's great. You guys are awesome. You guys are the best of the best of the best. I'm saying. Now, with all this said, one thing that that hit me like a ton of bricks, and I'm going to share this about my own experience. One thing that hit me like a ton of bricks for not paying attention, for not taking my time of rest as serious as I needed to, I learned this the hard way about not resting my mind, not resting my body. It caused me when especially when when covid came. When covid hit, you know, here I am, Mr. workaholic. Here I am just getting, you know, just trying to reinvent the wheel. We can't meet at the church. The Word of God needs to be shared. I have to find out how am I going to work this where I can record these messages, send them out, edit it, make it look nice. You know, how do I do this? YouTube University was my best friend. I learned a lot to prepare these things to, to bring people to the knowledge and to a relationship with Jesus Christ. At work, everything, every meeting was virtual. I was I was at home all the time. I'm Pastor Jose. I'm okay with it. I can deal with this. I am good with this. It's okay. All of a sudden, one day, I realized I'm, I'm getting out of my house. I am going to my car because I'm taking AJ to school. And as I'm walking to my car, here's the door, and I missed it and I lost balance. And I was hopping on one leg all the way to the mailbox and I had to stop. And ask myself, what in the world just happened here? Fast forward, I have a friend who's a psychotherapist. And remember, I was always told, we're blessed because you work a lot, but we're concerned because you do too much. It caught up to me it caught up to me I called my friend and I said hey can we have a session I need I I need to know what's going on with me I went to the doctor I made some appointments and all that stuff anxiety reached out to me I learned that anxiety it manifests in different ways I didn't feel worried not that I knew of I didn't feel that I was anxious. I didn't feel it, but it was taking a hold of me. And he said, he said, Jose, we're going to do some exercises. We're going to work through this. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, what? Work on what, man? I mean, you know, pride took over me. So wait, wait a minute, I'm Pastor Jose. I don't get anxious, bro. I was and he said don't worry about it man and he he laughed because you know I get all crazy sometimes and start talking nonsense and and he said we're going to work through this and we did every step every step and he's a man of God we prayed through this we prayed through this but I understood one thing I needed to take care of myself I needed to know when to stop. One of the recommendations he gave me was, you need to give yourself permission to say, we'll take care of this the next day. Turn everything off at a certain time and forget about the rest. Pick it up the next morning. Your family needs you, your church needs you, and they cannot have you being sick. I said, you know, you're right. I was overloaded. I was overloaded and I did not know that I was overloaded. Once God showed me the reason and the importance of rest, of self-care, made a world of difference in my life and it reflects in the life of my home and it reflects in the life of the church my dad used to say this i remember him saying this especially when i was a kid my dad was a he worked a lot but when it was time it was when it was his off day he did nothing else my dad did not he never had a computer he never had a smartphone. This guy didn't never, he never had an answering machine. And he refused to have it. He said, I'll stay old school. It's healthier for me. And he'd said this son, we work to live. We don't live to work. We work to live. We don't live to work. My question to you tonight is, do you feel overloaded? One of the questions that I asked in my Sunday school this morning about workaholics, and I said, do you feel that you are having a healthy balance in your life or is your life unbalanced because you do too much? My life was very unbalanced. And even though we feel that we're balanced or if we're unbalanced, we all need the guidance of the Lord. And it was amazing what I heard these people share about how much they need to balance their lives. But they felt that because of circumstances, they have to live an unbalanced life. So nobody has to do that. Nobody has to live that. Here's the good news though. If you feel that you are overloaded or if you feel that your life is unbalanced because you think you you feel that you're doing too much or maybe you thought that you weren't doing too much until today because God is revealing to you that, hey, I am doing a lot. I am doing too much. Here's the good news. Did you know that Jesus is the biggest supporter of giving us rest? I'm going to say that again. Did you know that Jesus is the biggest supporter of giving you rest? Here's the invitation that Christ gives to us. You know, he said, come to me all. And when he says all, all, Christian or non-Christian, come to me come to me all who are all you who are all you who are weary when you look at the word weary the word weary means feeling or showing tiredness do you feel how tired are you especially as a result of excessive exertion or lack of sleep man I tell you what Sometimes I battle to sleep. Thank God for a good CPAP. Does any of you feel worried? Do you feel weary? Do you feel tired? He also says, those of you who feel burdened, your load is heavy. Do you feel overloaded? Do you feel burdened in your life? And you know what Jesus says? He says, you come to me with all those feelings. Come to me with your biggest load. And you know what? I promise you that I will give you rest. Jesus gives us rest. He is the source of us to relax. He is the source of us to rest. Jesus wants to give you that rest. He wants you to put your trust wholeheartedly in him all you have to do is just give him your burden just give it all to the Lord if you feel burdened or if you feel tired let us pray for you let us pray for you you know y'all have one more song right y'all have one more song so here's what's going to happen praise team is going to sing one song I'm going to ask the church to reflect on what God is showing you right now. And you might be saying, you might be balanced. You might be saying, hey, that's great. You know, I might, you know, forward the YouTube video to a colleague of mine who needs to hear this. That's great. But maybe you're saying, you know what? This makes sense. This is why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling right now. Maybe I'm not balanced well enough. Maybe I'm doing too much. The altar is open. You know, Jesus makes this invitation for us to for just to come and, and pray. Now, th- this is the way that we do it here at Skyland. There's two ways of doing this. Maybe you, you would welcome us to pray for you. If that's the case, you can come to any space here available. But if you want to have a one-on-one with the Lord... Between these two reserved flags right here, this space, come to this section right here. We promise you, we'll leave you, we'll leave you, handle it with the Lord by yourself. Whichever the case may be, we welcome you to come if you feel led to do so, so we can pray for you. We're going to sing Good, Good Father in a second, but I'm just going to sing this over us just to receive and reinforce what Jose said.